Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. Welcome back. Uh, this episode, we're going to be revisiting our Let's Meet series, where we talk with people from the uh, metal industry. In this episode specifically, we're getting together with Alex, uh, bassist vocalist from Swedish cult, uh, Doom Cult. Uh, 10,000 years, who've just issued one of the best Doom releases of 2022, in my opinion, uh, num uh, simply called Three. Uh, welcome, Alex. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Great. Uh, before we jump into 10,000 years, I thought we'd go back a little bit in time in your musical uh, history here. I see that you were part of a band called Pike that you issued a, a full length in, in 2012. Can you tell us a little bit about that band, what type of music it was and what happened to that unit? Yeah, uh, it was uh, me and Eric from 10,000 Years also, uh, and my brother um, started Pike back in 2008. Um, we just basically just got out of uh, various bands and decided to do something together. And uh, I don't really know how we ended up uh, playing what we did, but I guess we were influenced by some of the stuff happening in Sweden at the time, like bands like uh, Kong, Kong. Uh, and so we just started writing uh, like heavy riffs and the songs just got longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess it was some sort of progressive doom sludge type stuff. And was this like out of university, out of high school sort of thing or? Yeah, I, I would say around the time we finished high school. I'm a bit older than the other two guys, but yeah, something like that. So what happened to the band after you issued the phone line? Um, well, we, uh, we, we moved apart a lot. We lived in the same small town to begin with. And then with schools and stuff, uh, Eric moved like uh, way, way uh, down south in Sweden. So we didn't have much time to play or anything. And then we decided to go on without him. So it was just me and my brother for a while, and then we hired a new guitarist and played some more gigs and wrote some new stuff, but we never made it to recording because I just felt like, I don't know, it just became too much for me. So we decided to put the band on, on ice, and that's the way it's been since then. So, uh, so officially it's on ice, but uh, it's probably never going to happen again. So... <laughs> So, so uh, you know, between 2012 when you issued the album with Pike and then it wasn't until 2020 uh, that the 10,000 Years album came out. So what was going on in that uh, eight year period? Yeah, me, me and my brother were trying to uh, get Pike going again for a lot of those years. Uh, and like I said, we got a new guitar player and wrote a lot of stuff, but uh, it, it didn't really materialize to anything. Uh, unfortunately and then um, I moved to Westeros where I live now and I played some uh, hardcore punk with a couple of guys I met here yeah. what was that it was what was the name of that band uh, it was called struggle oh, okay did you put out any music from uh, anything recorded? yeah we have uh, one uh, one uh, like EP tape that we released on a, on us like a small punk label from Bulgaria, I think. <laughs> huh? That's interesting that you'd uh, be moving within the hard, hardcore punk and doom realms. That's like the guys from Cathedral, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so tell us about how you got into uh, both 
doom metal and hardcore punk and why you decided that uh, 10,000 years would be a doom metal uh, entity? Um, uh, I, I don't really know how I got into doom metal, but it was around the time when we started Pike that we got into the more doom type stuff. We were already listening to a lot of stoner rock and uh, stuff like that. Uh, like when we... Uh, we're younger, we rehearsed at the same place as uh, a stoner band called El Gordo from way back in our hometown uh, in Kungsör. And they turned us on to Caius. And from there on, we just uh, dug deeper and deeper and heavier and heavier stuff. And the, the, the hardcore and punk stuff uh, has always been like in the background because I played some uh, punk rock before Pike as well. So I've always been into like a lot of different types of music, but uh, the uh, the doom and stoner stuff is really what um, where my heart is really. Since the first time I heard High on Fire, I think then it was it was done. Yeah. So would you consider High on Fire your uh, one of your favorites or your influences? What what other bands would there be that uh, influence you guys? Yeah, for ten thousand years, for sure, High on Fire. Um, the name ten thousand years is from one of their songs <laughs> and, and then bands like uh, uh, Mastodon, uh, Black Tusk, uh, stuff like that, but also, you know, straight up stoner rock like uh, Caius, uh, Lowrider or Fu Manchu. You get a, um, uh, a unique vocal shout style, I'll call <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> so so uh what what would you compare your vocal style to any anybody out there that you're you're emulating or is that just what you no, sound like i mean that's just what comes out really i've never had any like uh, formal training or stuff like that it's just uh when i try and try and do this like heavy shouting vocals like for metal that's just what comes out and uh I think it's a kind of, like you said, it's a bit of a unique sound and uh, I, I dig it. It's like I said, it's uh, not something I've like uh, trained for or cultivated. It's just, uh, that's how my voice sounds. <laughs> so uh, do, you sing, do you sing for your hardcore punk stuff as well or does somebody else do the vocals? No, in, in Struggle I played bass and did some, some backing vocals, but not lead. Right. And the backing vocals are basically the same as how you sing in two th uh, 10,000 years or? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's just uh, shouting loud in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So um, let's move on to 10,000 years in the, um, and your three albums that you've issued. Uh, and uh, what I'd like to do is go through them one at a time and, uh, and have you talk about the conceptual tr uh, ideas behind the trilogy itself, as well as the music. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you don't mind, let's start with the uh, first release. Uh, so what is the, the storyline uh, b behind the debut? Uh, the first said a self-titled record is uh, it's about a, a, sp a spaceship from Earth and that's uh, sent out on a mission into the, the universe, like nearby uh, galaxies and stuff to try to find uh, a new planet for human race to possibly uh, inhabit like move to because it's yeah the world's going to shit so 
people got to do something. And then uh, they, without them knowing, they accidentally uh, travel through a, a wormhole and end up at a new planet. But unbeknownst to them, it's in another dimension. It's not really where they started. And so on the, during that record, they're on the planet. And on the last song, I think it's called Two Suns Beyond. Uh, that's where the, the ship travels away from the planet and in, in trying to get back to, to Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, so at this point, when you when you issued the first album, did you know ahead of time that it was going to be a trilogy or uh, what was going on in your guys' head? Yeah, um, yeah, we, we, we knew it was going to be a trilogy because we were like, uh, in the beginning, it was like it was only me and Eric, the guitar player. And he was like, like I said, he used to live uh, in the south of Sweden. But then when I moved to Westeros, he had already moved here as well. And then one day he just uh, texted me like, uh, hey, man, I have some some riffs. You want to jam? And then we did. And uh, <laughs> yeah, here we are now. So uh, and when we started playing with Espen, the drummer, um, we had the, the first song, I think, was Albatross Landing. And then it was like, yeah, it would be cool if this song was about like a spaceship. And then what if what if we make a concept record? And yeah, and then it's spiraled way out of control from there. I'm sure there but, was beers involved. <laughs> yeah, it usually is. <laughs> but then like when we knew that we, it was going to be a concept space thing, then we were like, yeah, we got to make a trilogy because that's the coolest thing to do. Right on. So musically, did you achieve what you wanted to in the in the first release? Yeah. Uh, um, considering where we were at the time, like uh, yeah we achieved what we wanted because we were always thinking like uh, we want to do stoner metal like mixing uh Caius and like type kind of high on fire stuff yeah. uh, and in the beginning it was more towards the uh the stoner end of the spectrum but that was uh, what we were what we were going for i think and the sound has kind of evolved naturally from there but yeah considering like where we were at the time we achieved what we wanted yeah so if uh for those that haven't heard the first album yet uh which song would you point them to just to give them an idea to, uh, to check that album out uh i think my favorite is probably master of oblivion it's a, it's a good mix of the like riffy high on fire kind of st- kind of stuff and also the stoner and a bit a little bit of heavy uh, doomish type stuff it's a good mix excellent so let's move on to the second album um, that came out last year in 2021 uh, so again if you could uh, continue the storyline from where we yeah. left off on one yeah uh, when the first record ends the, the spaceship travels away from the strange planet and uh, at the start of two they crash land on uh, what they think is earth the regular earth yeah. uh, and then it uh, during the course of the album it, it the like the reality dawns on them that yeah it is earth but uh, it's 10,000 years in the future and this, this uh, like uh, old god slash entity the green king has already uh, taken dominion over the planet and has been for uh, millennia and uh, 
Uh, I think back, yeah, and then that's where it ends. I believe, like they they realize uh, the truth of their situation, right? And they have to plan to go back to uh, to try and go through the uh, the rift in space. Exactly. Yeah. The the last song on the record is when they start. Uh, I think like plan what they're gonna do to escape and uh, make things right. The dark side of the earth. Right. <laughs> Amazing concepts there. Um, so <laughs> music, musically, I found this one uh, even heavier than the first one. Like uh, you really lay down the lumber on this one. <laughs> uh, so again, that was just a natural thing or was that uh, an overt decision to uh, yeah, get heavy? No, like it's the music wise, it's never been like, uh, uh, like the decisions like, oh, now we're going to make a song that sounds like this. We're going to go heavier. It's, it's really a natural evolution of the sound. Like when we become more like uh, proficient in our own sound and uh, more comfortable playing together and uh, voicing ideas and stuff. So really, I think uh, both the, the second and now the third one is more of closer to what we were actually shooting for when we started, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, yeah, stoner, the metal part really yeah so um uh have you, how successful the, uh have were the first two releases is it a case that you're building off each each release have you been able to do any touring that sort of thing up to that point so i i don't know really how to <laughs> measure success since it's such a small uh, like small band and small scene but uh, we got really great reviews and uh a lot of people uh, telling us they dig our, they dig our music. So uh, based on that, uh, I think they both were very successful. Like we were never uh, thinking that nobody would hear it even. <laughs> so we, we were like, yeah. So it's, it's been really a surprise all along that people even uh, <laughs> even listen to it. Yeah. Well, quality always rises to the top. And uh, yeah, your uh, two was one of my fave doom metal albums of the year last year. And three, uh, in my opinion, is even better. So just amazing <laughs> stuff here. Um, any touring that you've done over the past um, year? No, no touring. Uh, we've been uh, saying like from the start, like uh, we don't really plan on touring. Uh, because of, like, we all have... Uh, steady jobs and families yeah. and kids and stuff and it just it doesn't work logistically uh, but we uh, uh, we play live here and there it's like we uh, quality over quantity right on so we, i think we've done like three or four shows since we started but then we started in the middle of the pandemic so <laughs> that yeah. can also play a part yeah Okay, let's move on to the third record that just came out uh, recently. And again, if you can continue with the storyline on three. Yeah. Uh, On the the third record, um, the crew knows knows what situation they're in. And uh, they uh, repair their damaged ship and uh, take it. Out back out into space to travel through travel through the uh, the rift they inadvertently created in the uh, space time continuum in order to close it and hopefully make everything right again. Right and the, this, the the album ends with them uh, flying out into space. The long instrumental track at the end mm-hmm. that's like the 
they fly out into space two suns beyond once again and you never know what actually happens do they make it we don't know nobody yeah. knows <laughs> Which begs the question, uh, why is it only a trilogy? What's happening next? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I'm a sucker for uh, unhappy endings. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to leave it like open. And, you know, you know uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, Night of the Living Dead, those types of endings are always my favorites where you don't yeah. really know what's yeah. going to happen. Right. So uh, I figured it would be fun to just uh, leave it open. Right you can make up your own mind. <laughs> so your guitarist Eric Palm's uh, work on these records is is amazing. But I got to point out that especially the lead on Desert of Madness here, mind-bendingly good stuff. But can you tell me a little bit about that? Because, yeah, he, he hit that one out of the park. Yeah, I mean, he's really a crazy guitar player. Um, he always impresses me when we're in a studio. Um, that's the song specifically. I don't really know uh, what he did. I mean, he he never uh, writes any solos down. They all improvised in the studio. I mean, he has like a general idea of where he's going and what he's gonna do, but uh, uh, the the, uh, the final uh, take on this on the albums are always like uh, improvised. Um, but yeah, he's. I feel like he's kind of a mix between like. Uh, Brent Hines of Mastodon and Richard Blackmore. It is uh, bluesy <laughs> type stuff, but still uh, really crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, uh, which song would you point people to check out on this uh, on the th uh, three album uh, to check you guys out? Uh, see here. I mean, it's uh, such a kind of diverse. It's hard to point at one song like this is how we sound. But uh, one of my favorites is Il Cattivo because it's like it has a lot of the elements that uh, we that that a lot of the elements that is us the the uh, crazy fast like stone and metal but also a lot of heavy stuff and weird riffs and, and stuff like that. So. Um... So obviously, as you pointed out, there is no plan for the storyline to continue in, in the future. But in future releases, are you thinking about uh, creating new storylines or are you going to go the more conventional, non-conceptional route in the future? Uh, we have actually been talking about that. Um, they, they, we're, they, we're working on a new album already, um, or, or at least songs that will become the new album. And it will be a concept album again. Huh? but uh, something new entirely because we like I as a, as a lyricist I feel really done with this uh, this world uh, because you, you kind of get kind of stuck in like what kind of words and themes you can use because you have still have to keep the same feel over all the, the albums um, but this is actually going to be um, Kind of a spin-off of the story. Uh, this, you know, if you remember the song Moose Riders from the last album, yep. we're gonna go to their original home world and tell a bunch of crazy stories from there. Ah, it's like the Star Wars spin-off series and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, besides, after that, I don't really know where we're gonna go. But uh, if I if I know us correctly, I think it will continue to be somewhat concept based anyway but it's going to be more loose like it, this will have like all the songs yeah 
exist in the same world, but it's not like an overarching story of the album. It's just random stories uh, and characters from that particular world. Well, it'd give you an endless source of uh, writing material if you, did, if you did that, right? You can go anywhere you want. So excellent stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see where we end up. <laughs> yeah. So anything else that uh, fans out there should know about you guys before we sign off here? Uh, <laughs> probably, but I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know if you're in Sweden. We got a couple of gigs coming up in this August and uh, in the fall as well. So uh check out our Facebook and Bandcamp and stuff and uh, you will be up to date on everything 10,000 years. Excellent. Excellent.